In a world shaped by ancient civilizations and remarkable trade networks, a wondrous journey awaits. Footprints presents Connected, a gripping 10-episode series that takes you into the lives of ordinary people whose destinies intertwine with the ancient Silk Road and the Belt and Road Initiative. Following the modern initiative that connects several continents via land and maritime networks, we uncover captivating stories along the way and witness how it bridges different cultures and peoples throughout time. Brace yourself for an enthralling experience with Connected, arriving on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe today and join us on this extraordinary journey through time and space. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable, coming to you live from Beijing. I'm He Yang. Good as always to have you along. The 31st Summer World University Games are set to close on August the 8th in Southwest China's Chengdu City after 12 days of fierce competition. We take a look at the highlights of this celebration of youth, friendship, and sportsmanship. And a good tour guide makes a travel experience a million times better. Now we take a look at well, why are they so hard to come by? For today's program, I'm joined by Ding Hong and Pearl in the studio. First on today's show, the 31st Fisu. Summer World University Games are held in the southwestern Chinese city of Chengdu between July the 28th and Jul- and August 8th. It has showcased some of the best talent of university student athletes from across the world. As the games come to an end, we take a look. Back at some of the highlights and memorable moments. Meanwhile, August the eighth marks China's National Fitness Day, an annual event aimed at promoting and encouraging physical activity and a healthy lifestyle among the Chinese population. So, guys, give us a recap on what are the highlights of the Chengdu World University Games. Well, I think this university ad has welcomed a total of sixty-five、uh, hundred athletes from somewhere around hundred and thirteen countries and regions across the world. And for example, Italy sent a delegation of about three hundred members to this sporting event, basically one of the largest delegations from the European continent. And and also, for example, China's Hong Kong Special Administrative Region、uh, sent a delegation of 142 athletes, its largest ever contingent. And yeah, and apart from the level of、um, participation from across the world, I guess we can also say talk about some of the. Uh, environmental value represented by this game, for example, green and a low carbon concept, because this university at Chengdu is in many ways a showcase of China's low carbon greener development.、Uh, because the this game is expected to cut around twenty six thousand tons of carbon emissions,、mm-hmm. so a lot of、um, highlights, I should say. Yeah. So what stood out for you, Pearl? 
I mean, I'd like to just piggyback on what uh, has been said on the green side of the games. Um, We've seen with these games a continuation of China's efforts or initiatives, green initiatives, um, in in terms of when you look back at the previous games, the Olympic Games, which are bigger events compared to this one, they they were huge on prioritizing um, eco-friendliness and uh, conserving resources um, as well as you know organizing the the games to be uh, more on the side of uh, preserving the ecology so we saw even on these uh, games that that's where the approach was to prioritize our environment and ensure that uh, China continues to set a good example Um, I mean we saw um, rainwater harvesting at one of the sports centers which was the Xiangcheng Xiangcheng Sports Center, uh, a venue for the water polo event, uh, which was equipped with rainwater harvesting and storage systems, uh, which was, uh, I guess, focused to save about 3,000 tons of water every year. So that is huge, I think, because when you look at what we are faced with globally with climate change, um, when you have big countries taking these steps and ensuring that with every events major events that they host they do prioritize um uh, clean energy as well as you know preserving water uh, resources that we have right now it is a major step and it sets an example for other cities that are to host such events in the future so i do applaud that side of uh, the games um also there's uh, the issue of technology these events or major events uh, which are held at uh, you know global level they do allow china to flex its muscle when it comes to you know technologies and advancements in that on that side so we saw here with this um, uh, with these games that um, there was a lot of like high tech um, products that were displayed uh, especially at the village um where you saw products such as um, 3D printers. Um, You also saw translation um, equipment because we have uh, people from different countries who do not maybe necessarily speak English or Chinese. So in order for them to understand the information that is being disseminated, these uh, uh, products are being used, you know, intelligent translation devices to mm-hmm. make it easier for athletes as well as staff members that are participating. I mean, if you are a coffee lover, I saw unmanned coffee machines that were being used. I mean, I love my coffee, so I would have been happy there. And so, and also, oh yeah, NEVs, uh, mm-hmm. which are major here in China. I mean, we see China's leading globally in terms of uh, um, uh, NEV sales and production. And so here we saw Mogo autonomous driving buses that were shuttling uh, athletes as well as staff members that were working at these games. This was huge. Mm -hmm. And um, it also, you know, encourages us to take further steps in in developing more uh, eco-friendly products as well as vehicles. And I hope... Um, the world takes note of this and uh, continue with the drive to, you know, push um, green initiatives as we try to save our planet. Yeah, for sure. And in, here in China, actually, if you look at 
various cities across the board. Um, if it's public uh, vehicles or you know these buses that many citizens and residents would need to rely on every day for transportation, they're all powered by green energy. I think this is becoming something pretty standard practice here in China. And uh, just to sort of offer a footnote to what Pearl said earlier, during the games, over 2,400 new energy vehicles are used for transportation services and uh, being green and saving energy has definitely become a reoccurring theme, I think, with all these uh, big sporting events that um, Chinese cities host. And alongside all these new things to look at, apparently intangible cultural heritage is something that the Sichuan um, local hosts want to showcase the world as well and they sort of took initiative this time as well so to incorporate these kind of elements in the village when mm. um, the athletes and coaches and staff members when they have a minute they can also get a little bit of a taste of what the Sichuan local culture has to offer. Yeah, I guess uh, some of the, you know, intangible cultural heritage items like uh, Sichuan local embroidery, bamboo weaving, uh, paper cutting, this kind of thing. It's, uh, yeah, I, I mean, among the Chinese population, these cultural phenomenon are pretty well known, but I guess to um, international friends, they are less well known. So it's a good opportunity uh, to promote the international image of these cultural heritage, that's for sure. You know, uh, to be honest, nowadays when we talk about um, hosting a major international sporting events, apart from, say, like a FIFA World Cup, I think like... Uh, um, the Olympics? Uh, the Olympics are rarely making money nowadays. That's mm. that's why, you know, this kind of competition or bidding for the hosting rights of these games are becoming less fierce. And sometimes some particular countries, you know, host countries even see them as a financial burden rather than an opportunity. But I guess in the case of China... Uh, maybe this particular event is not profitable for Chinese government or Chinese hosts, but um, I guess a a more important aspect is really to continuation this kind of building of people-to-people -people bound, uh, human bound, uh, this kind of um, promoting the soft power of China, you know, goodwill, building of goodwill between different um, peoples, different countries, particularly among the young people. That's that's really key. Mm -hmm. And one of the major parts of uh, China's soft power initiatives <laughs> is the panda and uh, yeah. Chengdu. It's, it was like being in a panda heaven. You saw <laughs> a lot of... Uh, um, athletes, student athletes from all over the world enjoying their interaction with the pandas. Some of them had not seen pandas uh, like in real life before. And so this was a great experience. Through, we saw this through our coverage, um, C CGTN radio and so on. We're out there covering um, the, the events and also, you know, talking to the, the athletes that are participating. And uh, what we gathered from there was that they were very excited by the about this aspect of the games, you know, the the side activities that were being um, offered to them to keep them entertained, as well as you know, well knowledgeable, I guess, or 
encouraging them to learn more about the Chinese culture and uh, you know find out more about China. For especially, you do have people that had never been to China before this, so it was a great experience for them to you know see the pandas, learn <laughs> about bamboo weaving, and you know talk to people. Chinese people learn a few words uh, mm-hmm. in Chinese, you know. So that was a great experience, and it was good to see. Yeah, and also Chengdu is one of the very inhabitable cities in China.、Um, I hear that the、uh, quality of life may be better there as opposed to maybe in Beijing or Shanghai, these Chinese mega cities, where the life of pace s- simply just goes. One might say too fast,、mm. but in Chengdu, people really take their time to enjoy life, and the climate is can be rather nice and soothing. And、uh, it sounds like a great place for a vacation. Or you're just that lucky; you're from that. Is、mm. the, the pace at panda pace?、Oh. <laughs> you know, yeah, they're, it, they're yeah. really、um, lazy animals. They laid back. They just <laughs> chilled. So I love them for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, talking about panda. You know, some people who are not that familiar with、uh, China, they might assume that panda. Is everywhere in China across <laughs> China. Back in 2008, when I was a college and when I was a high school student, I was、uh, serving as a tour guide for a, a a tour for a group of American peers who were visiting my hometown, and I was serving as a tour guide to guide them through a local historical, you know, tourism guide tourism site. And、uh, there was a bamboo forest, and they say they they asked me. Is there a panda there? <laughs> no, that that was in my hometown of Zhejiang. I say no, no, no. It's you have to go to Sichuan and Chengdu to see the to, to in order to see the panda. So, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Indeed, and this time we're seeing that、uh, when it comes to、uh, perfor- the performance of the games, the Chinese team tops the medal tally. As expected. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of home advantage, maybe as、mm-hmm. well, and、uh, yeah, and people really worked really hard to、um, to get there. So,、um, for all those people who and athletes who sort of get what they deserve, I think it's a congratulatory moment to everyone who who have participated,、mm-hmm. and、uh, yeah, and also, I mean. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm no expert when it comes to sports. Period.、Um, when it comes to university games, is the pressure sort of not as high as maybe some of the you know more familiar games for people? But I'm sure anybody who's participating would try their best, you know.、Mm-hmm. But but they they probably don't go through as rigorous and lengthy as a training process. I think first of all, let's look at what th- these games mean to athletes, and as well as you know, to sports in general globally.、Um, I think what they were when they were initially,、uh, I mean, started, they were to promote friendship as well as sportsmanship amongst.、Um, Uh, at student athletes at a in a competitive environment, so to familiarize them also, you know, whenever they if especially if you have dreams of、uh, 
uh, uh, going to the Olympics or (laughs) other, you know, other Mm. avenues, then this makes you more familiar with the competitive nature of uh, the sports, etc. So I think that's the main focus of these games. I don't think they add to, you know, they give you points if they do maybe they're not that much when it comes to qualifying for the olympics because when you look at the big names that participated in these games there were not a lot of them i mean just looking at gymnastics for instance in the u.s they just had their uh, qualification pro uh, events uh, we saw simone biles making a return oh great um and she did great she won the 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 the, the classics there and so we'll see her later on in the in this month also performing there so there there is that difference where She's not participating yet, even though she's not a a, a student. There are there are other students, her peers who are particip like Jordan Charles and so on, who are participating. Suni Lee, who are participating uh, in those uh, in those games or that that qualification process. So they didn't come here to the um, university games to represent their uh, universities, but they were participating also, meaning that um, there's not a lot of pressure on the people that are participating here. But it also gives a spotlight for, uh, I guess, athletes that would not get uh, that much a recognition or that much of a spotlight had there been bigger names uh, competing in these events. So it, it, it's a great opportunity for, um, I guess, lesser known or up and coming ath- student athletes. Mm. and. Uh, I mean, South Africa had a few names there. Let me just put it out there. Uh, we saw one of our big uh, sprinters, uh, Sean Mosongani, who is based in the U.S. He's at the University of Houston, and he represented South Africa here. Yeah, he got a silver, oh, which was well great. Um, so there were a few uh, names, but um, in, in, in overall, hmm, yeah, there were not many big names. Yeah, I, I feel like um, that's exactly the, the 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 essential spirit of this university ad. That in in that it gives a great opportunity for these uh, young, less well known athletes a a good opportunity to showcase themselves to the watch and wider audiences basis, because um, it's it's understandable. It is a natural occurrence that for general public like us for average audiences like us we only pay attention to the only the very top notch you know the the, the most advanced level of athletes people like uh, uh leon messi or or you know swimming star like uh, michael phelps this kind of people it's uh, good they graduated ages ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i think you guys make a really good point because every game has their own maybe specific purpose or it's good if you can find your edge and this one is supposed to be about university students right mm-hmm. yeah and aside from the very exciting world university games um the National Fitness Day of China falls on August the 8th every year. And across the country, we're seeing a lot of events being held these uh, this uh, day. And uh, what are some of the um, what are some of the events that benefit everyone? <laughs> 
I hear that there's free of charge, free of entry <laughs> to yeah. a lot of these public venues where you can exercise and enjoy the amenities. Which yeah, yeah, that sounds like something one <laughs> yeah, likely can, to take up. Yeah, I guess we can give some particular example here. For for example, in the case of Shanghai, nearly 800 public sports facilities in the city. Will be open to citizens for local residents for free on Tuesday, which is、uh, August the eighth.、Uh, and these public sports facilities include public sports venue, community sports fields,、uh, fitness centers, public swimming pools, and some physical fitness monitoring stations. And also in the case of the central city of Wuhan, more than twenty sports venues will be open to citizens for free on Tuesday as well. And in the case of the southern city of Shenzhen, over sixty fitness activities will be rolled out throughout the city, and seventy public sports venues will be open to the public for free.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, local yeah. governments are doing something. This is a day to promote. Um, sports and wellness among the general public, and also to commemorate the 2008 Beijing Olympic Games. And also, we see that building more public venues、uh, and sporting activities for the general public to enjoy, and hopefully for free or at、uh, an affordable price. This is really important for the general wellness of people. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something to show that the government is not. Really,、um, I guess sitting on its laurels when it comes to hosting major events, it does continue to cultivate that enthusiasm and spur people on in terms of sports and encouraging them to be excited about sports as well as take part in sports because it's good for your health、uh, to be active and、uh, you know finding something that you're passionate about. You don't have to do it at a professional level. You can just be an amateur or just you know at Home, do something, play a little bit of tennis or ping pong or whatever you are into. So I think such,、um, um, I guess, events or national events they do encourage that,、mm-hmm. and we see, as you just mentioned, that it's something that. Was birthed out of the 2008 Olympic Games, and they they've been continuing these initiatives or this day in particular, the National Fitness Day as well as the National Fitness Week, because it's made it's been made into a week, um um especially within that. August eighth week,、mm-hmm. uh, it takes place. You you encourage people to go out there, use your facilities around you. You know, go to a, a, a sports court, go to a badminton court. Usually, we pay for those. You know, spend about a, an hour, pay about a hundred. Quiet or seventy quiet, depending on where you are. But the government is saying here、yeah, they are open to you for free. You can come and have fun, enjoy yourself,、uh, and and be merry, make new friends. You know, so this is amazing. This is great. I think、um, I do support. I think. Yeah, I do support it, and I see a lot of youngsters also, you know, taking up sports in China because there has been that, you know, I guess concern maybe amongst.、Um, People in China that not a lot of us are getting involved in in sports, so we need to increase our, I guess,、um, proficiency in sports, as,、uh, so that we put up a very strong、uh, team whenever we compete in in global events. So this is very encouraging when you start them young, you know, kids at a young age. Encouraged. We saw with the with the. 
with the recent Winter Olympics, a lot of youngsters were out there skiing, mm-hmm. going to ice rinks and so on. Maybe uh, next time we'll see a younger or a newer Arling Goo, you know, taking mm. up, <laughs> going up down the slopes, you know, slaloming down the slopes. So, yeah. yeah, this is a great initiative, I think. It is indeed. And what are some of the latest fitness trends that people are taking up these days? Well, one one example I can think about is uh, ultimate frisbee. You know, <laughs> frisbee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this the 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 very sudden rise of this uh, uh, sports category in China may come as a surprise to some people, but really, I think the reason behind its popularity are pretty simple. Because, for one, the the threshold, I mean, the barrier to for for to to entry for this uh, particular sport is very low. And uh, because people nowadays uh, are looking for ways to socialize, um, so it is an easy to learn group sport. That is a really a perfect way to do so.、Mm-hmm. And I think some social media platforms like Xiaohongshu,、uh, this lifestyle sharing platform, has really marketed this kind of sports as a part of a trendy lifestyle.、Mm-hmm. And that being said, I have actually seen some cases where. Uh, urban soccer fields are occupied by、uh, frisbee players. That's no good for people who want to play soccer. But you know, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. They're competing for the <laughs> venue, and certainly frisbee is one of those.、Um, not all sports are like this, but this is one example which is really conducive for meeting new people. And another one that's really popular of a sporting trend is cycling, and I think this is something that's picked up steam、mm. all over the、Night、world. Night cycling in particular. Yeah, because、mm. it's cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, but with cycling, you don't get to meet a lot of people unless maybe you can find similar-minded cyclists online. And then、um, we've seen that people there are some of these groups or cycling clubs,、uh, which. Go out at night,、uh, cycling, and yes, like you guys mentioned earlier, skiing is something that's picked up steam、mm. as well. And yoga apparently is one of the very popular、um, sports.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a sport、um, yeah. that women really enjoy in this country. And、um, I think it's really great to see that people are. Um, spending time with these sports hobbies, but during summertime, you know, stay hydrated, stay safe, and take care of yourselves. And we'll be back after this break with more roundtable discussion.